When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the word solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. squad i'm so excited to have this guest on the podcast savannah she's amazing i've been following her work for a while watching her live um tarot mondays and just been falling in love with her content i love also that she's also a black female entrepreneur coach so i'm so grateful for for you to come on the podcast so welcome Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. It's it's we're in a very unique space coaching and raving. So you don't come across our kind too often. So it's really special to share the stage. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, 100%. It's definitely an interesting balance yeah. <laughs> between the two, 100%. But if you could tell the audience who you are, what do you do and where are you located? Yes. So, hey, everyone. I'm Savannah Ishara. I am located in sunny Long Beach, California, and I am a jack of all trades. I know that that phase is not that phase. That phrase is uh, very popular, but it's true. I'm a digital creator. I'm a coach. I'm a content creator. Of course, I do tarot and I also model. So depending on the day you ask me, I'm going to give you a different answer, <laughs> but um, it's it's great and I love it all. So it's it's very unique to share that on social media because you can offer all of those things through social media. So I'm really grateful for you know those platforms. Yeah, 100%. I'm super excited just to get to know you more because I feel like we're like living the same path. I think Similar, it's cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So typically I do a see a chug, send a chug and a party foul. Typically I just do it with me, but I'm like, why not have the guest be a part of it? So a see a chug, send a chug. What is something that you're proud about this week? What happened? Oh, that's a great question. Let's see. This week I had a new level of understanding relating to my fitness journey, actually. And, And that is that our fitness journeys, regardless of where you're starting, it's not linear. So there are going to be some weeks where you feel like you're crushing it and you're snatched to the gods, body, yaddy, yaddy all day. And there's other weeks where you feel like a cupcake and a blob and you look at photos of yourself and you're like, nothing has changed. And just, uh, understanding that lesson this week and still giving myself grace was a big deal. Cause before that's something that would have thrown me a little more. And I feel like this week when I was feeling kind of low and out of whack, I handled it well. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. It's good. Nice. Yeah. I love that 100%. I think my CHX in the chug is finally setting a content schedule. I feel like I've been just Woo! creating content like, I'm just going to do this this day and be like, you know what? I'm going to have a batching day. I'm actually downloaded later to like actually auto post yes. my reels because it's hard being a content creator because you want to show up for your audience, but Mm -hmm. life fucking happens. Like sometimes I'm not always going to be on the app. So I'm like, I finally have a scheduling app and I feel super good about it. Yeah. That's a really big win. Cause there on, on one hand, there's some magic that comes from creating on the fly, but that magic is not always going to be there when you need it. And as content creators, we have to be consistent, you know? So the schedule is like, chef's kiss proud of you 100% (laughs) what's your party foul what is something that you learned this week Ooh, my party foul um I feel like my consistent party foul is that I am a a queen procrastinator and while that (laughs) in and of itself is not bad 
sometimes uh, it's hard for me to meet that and still do the thing anyway, because I'll think, you know, I've got time or it's not that serious. But this week I overcame that. Uh, I'm actually going out of out of town on a, a little girl's trip and not a little girl's trip, a small, short girl's trip. <laughs> and uh, I met that procrastination feeling and I said, hey, I see you and we're going to pack early anyway. So small wins, but I will take it. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. The small wins are like the biggest, honestly, like those small wins, like that's what life is about. So yeah, it makes a difference. They all add up, you know, Mm -hmm, 100%. I think my party foul this week is I've been going back and forth with my branding, which we'll talk about really like in your podcast, like in my party and I'm productivity and my raver and my life coach. And I'm always like going back and forth and I'm like, Perry, like you are the brand, like you are the brand, let's be yourself. So finally just consistently reminding myself, like you are the brand, you are the niche, just post you and it'll work out. Golf clapping over here. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard because the niche thing is a real thing, but we're also multidimensional. So to be able to meet in the middle with yourself and and niche enough to where the right people find you but yet be open enough to where you don't feel limited is that's the sweet spot we're all after <laughs> yeah 100% I want to talk about your spiritual awakening that's how I really found your content and how I've been falling in love with you I recently started my spiritual awakening in April so I wanted yay um just talk about yours and how you found out about spirituality and manifestation tell me all everything yes all the magic so My spiritual journey has actually been a long time coming. Uh, Growing up, we weren't specifically religious, my family. We went to church on occasion. My mom had a church stint where like she was trying to get us to go every Sunday. That didn't last very long. But the thread and the theme of spirituality had always been around. Like my mom is super psychic and intuitive. She always had tarot decks and crystals and took us to intuition classes when I was younger. My grandma is basically like a full-blown medium, very psychic. Her grandma is very spiritually gifted as well. So it runs in my family. And so that awareness has always been there. But my personal journey to where I really understood like, oh, I'm a spirit having a human experience and I can trust in the universe and I can co-create manifestations and make my reality. All of that didn't come until I was about not like five years ago when I had moved out on my own out of my parents' house into my own apartment for the first time. Because then I got hit with a lot of things that I was prepared for in some senses, but also it was kind of like that perfect low point. There's a card coming to mind, a tarot card called the tower where everything has to crumble so that foundationally things can grow back stronger. And it was during that time period where I reached out and got re-familiarized with tarot. I started going to meditation classes. I found yoga and started being more dedicated. And through those physical practices, the spiritual nature of each of them kind of blossomed. And I went, oh, these are all moving pieces of the same train. Got it. And then I found uh, House of Intuition. Actually, any of you are listening in local to LA, they have stores, spiritual stores, but there's one location in Highland Park that offers classes. And so I took a developing intuition class and then quickly took a tarot course and then took a, like a crystal grids class and kind of just was a superstar student and, and really fell in love with the physical magic, and then also the the mental and spiritual practices. So I love that so much. That's super, super cool. I'm also, I love courses and classes. I'm like so hungry <laughs> for knowledge. I'm like, what can I learn today? Like, let's do it. I think yeah. my spiritual journey 
It started in April and the beginning of this year. It was really a dark place for me. I was just not happy with where I was in my business financially. I felt like my relationship could have been better, not only with Doug, but also like my family. And I was like, there, there's just something that needs to be fixed, something that needs to be changed. And I found out like Manifestation Babe by Catherine Zinkina. And I bought her book, um, Unleash Your Inner Money Babe, How to Manifest $1,000 in 21 Days. And after reading that, completely changed my perspective and how your thoughts create your reality. And then being a life coach, I'm like, oh my God, life coaching is manifestation. And then once I kind of made that connection, I was like, I'm, I'm just obsessed with this now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Catherine is, she's one of my early on people that I found back when she had two separate courses and she was a little bit smaller. Now she's like blossomed and boomed. She's on another level, but I, I like the way that she teaches because she keeps it real and relatable and her methodologies actually, they work and they're simple and other coaches teach them too, but I just like how relatable and approachable she seems. So that makes me happy that that you found her work and you like it because I'm a Catherine Stan. So <laughs> yeah, 100%. I recently just bought her masterclass bundle of oh business, money, and love. And so far, it's been super, super good. It's kind of old content, and I'm like loving her. She looks so young with her braces. The braces? Like, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, she um she's great. She has that one. She has one that comes out at the beginning of the year, like to align. What is that one called? Ultimate alignment or something like that. Yeah, and um, then I think epic, epically aligned. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And then her huge manifestation, babe. You know, course. Um, I took that before it was the behemoth that it is now. I think at that time it was only four weeks, and now it's four months. So whatever is happening in that container, I'm sure it's worth the money ten times over. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that's a lot of content on manifestation. So if you ever feel like you or you want to answer the call and take that, I'm sure it would be worth it. She's, she's great. Yeah. It's definitely on one of my list of investments. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. I know that never ends. The learning never ends and the investing never ends. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. What made you want to invest in like courses and classes? Because I see a lot of ravers, like they want to take the next step, but they're kind of hesitant to, you know, give over their credit card. It's so funny that we're so likely to pay for a music festival, but not pay for something that's actually going to help us mentally and financially. What was that shift for you? If you had one that was having you be like, you know what, like, it's okay. Like I'm going to invest in this and have faith in the universe. That's going to return to me. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Uh, Well, I, I see it just like any other form of education and maybe I'm more open to unconventional education than the average person. Uh, I've always taken like one-off classes or, or found like niche little courses at random, like house of intuition, for example, that example I gave earlier where I I found a meditation course and I was like, okay, here, let's do it. Um, I see that no different as like paying for a college course, except for I'm more willing to get more out of the elective things I choose to buy, like a course or like a coach, than I would ever get out of a random psychology class that's a requirement for a degree that, you know, I may or may not use. So when I look at it from that scale, it's like, it's all education. It's all an investment in myself. No one can ever take this away from me. And I know that this is something that's going to force me to step up to the plate a little bit and really get my return on my investment. And that is priceless to me personally. Um, so that in combination with the fact that, 
you can find a course on anything and really elevate your skills and your mindset in any capacity. And that it's a beautiful time that we're in right now. Whereas before people did not have access to the kinds of things that me and you are casually talking about right now. And so that kind of brings me into a place of gratitude and it motivates me as a coach to continue learning. And I always want to pass that on to my students. And so maybe it's a part of that too. Like, I know I always have to be a couple steps ahead of them <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, to really give them the best. Cause I'm not going to talk about something that I'm not confident in or try to, you know, elicit a change out of someone that I haven't personally gone through. And so it's, I think I'm just old school. It's like, you got to put your money where your mouth is. I can't charge somebody $5,000 for a, a VIP investment with me. If I haven't actually gone through paying for that experience on the other end. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Like the same thing, like it's the same thing if I was going to, you know, get my bachelor's degree and paying for college classes, but the classes that I'm paying for are things I actually love and things that I want to learn. And I feel like I'm more, I like more of my attention on it. Like I'm more willing to take action because I spent that money too. Cause I feel like when you go to school, maybe your parents maybe be paying for it or maybe you have loans, but I think it's different being an adult in like paying for that. And you actually see it out of your bank account or right. your credit card transaction. You're like, okay, like I actually need to do things and same thing. Just like as a coach, like I can't tell someone to invest in me if I'm not even investing in myself. Exactly. And, and as a coach, which is nice, I, my investments in education come out of my business account. So I'm directly investing back into myself, but it's like, we are our businesses. So there's a kind of a pocket of money that's set aside for that now. But in the beginning, I mean, of course I wasn't making the same size of an investment, so it wasn't as scary, but there definitely was a time where a $200 bundle was like, I was like sweating about, I was like, Oh my God, this is like one shift at work. I was a server at a restaurant at the time. And I was like, I don't know about this, but once I was over that initial hump and I really applied myself and got the insight and the support I was seeking that it was like all good from there. I was like, yes, I will invest in the thing. I will do whatever. Um, And I think you get better at choosing investments too. That's a lot of people's fear that I hear. Well, I don't know if it's the right one for me or if that's the right coach for me or how do I know? It's like, well, you can only control yourself one, but also two, you know, do the research, like make sure that the person has the results you're seeking or that you connect with them personally. I've, I've definitely purchased from people that, um, I didn't connect with, but I got sidetracked or I was attracted to their results. And now mm-hmm. what I would tell my past self is like, Hey, don't look at the Ferrari in the, in the garage. Don't look at, you know, the designer cat and the designer coat or whatever, like actually look at the person and do you align with the way they teach the way they speak like, can you actually make a physical or personal, not physical, personal connection with them? Because you're naturally going to learn better from someone and apply what you take from them in a way that suits you better versus just buying because they have the material aspects. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. Like, there has to be kind of that personal connection. I definitely think as a client point of view, for you to be honest with your coach and have that connection, because I see... There's been times like I've been kind of, I'll meet with clients and then I feel like they don't truly, I guess the word is trust me in a way. And so they're not completely honest with me with their Mm. struggles, but you have to be honest. You have to be down as, you know, down to earth for you to get help. So I feel like it takes kind of a little bit for them to kind of get used to me and how I talk or, you know, whatever it is, whatever the thoughts that they have, but definitely like you trusting that person, like you feel comfortable because if you're not comfortable, how are you going to be able to speak your truth with them? Exactly. Yeah. 
it's, it's big, but I think it's something that we get better with over time, better at over time. Mm -hmm. And just, if someone's listening and is contemplating, like just make smaller investments, but don't keep yourself from moving forward and not investing at all. Yeah. Would be my tip. Yeah. 100%. And I think every investment is scary from me recently investing in Catherine's bundle, which was like 250 to my $5,000 one on one coach. Like it was all like, mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I found your page with your live Monday doing tarot, which is so crazy because. I think this is a testament why people should go live because I feel like I never saw you on my feed, but then you started going live and I'm like, I'm fucking obsessed with her. Really? So you, yeah, yes. which I think is so crazy. I don't know, especially <laughs> with Instagram, all the changes they're making to compete with TikTok. Mm-hmm. What worked two months ago is shifting now. Like any reel that you posted before would be easy 1K views, maybe more depending on the size of your audience. Mm-hmm. Now, I the last time I made, I mean, the last couple of times I've made a reel, they haven't even broken 500. So I'm like, okay, but then the lives are doing better. And now, you know, people like carousel. So it's a matter of just like throwing things at the wall <laughs> and seeing what sticks. But I've been going live uh, over a year every Monday for Tarot Monday. So I'm glad that that is getting pushed out to people because that's <laughs> who it's for. So I'm, I'm glad that you're able to find it. How was your experience? Have you ever done anything like that? Been no, like- I haven't. I love your reading literally spot on every time. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, she did it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, I mean, that's, that's why I love the tarot. And that's why I think what makes it fun to participate because for those that are listening and haven't had the chance to experience it yet, uh, it's, it's a room, it's alive. And as people come in, I take their names down and we'll do a reading for the collective energy for the week. And then we'll go into the personals, but depending on the time that someone arrives, they may have to wait a little while to get their reading. And so we try to keep it engaging and keep the, you know, the chat active, but I, I think it's interesting. So you get to see people's reactions like to their reading. And for me, that makes it fun. Cause it's like, all right, I'm just the messenger. I'm just the channel. It's my job to show up. But it is nice when the reading connects, of course, in the moment. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that it's serving because that's one of my community gifts to the community is like showing up live. So I love it so much. Yeah. What is tarot? Because even still, I'm like a little confused really what it is. And then what made you want to start teaching it and go live with it? So tarot, uh the short story of tarot is that it's a divination system. So divination is loosely translated to like fortune telling system. And it's based off of a book, a book of life that was written almost 500 years ago in Europe. Over time, that book got broken down into pieces and into the 72 cards that we see today. And those cards were turned into playing cards. So it used to be kind of a game, but, but not a game that was available to everyone. It was still considered a cult or like one of the mysteries. And then it made its way to the United States and all around the world and secret societies. And, and then it's trickled down into kind of the commercialized version of tarot where it's accessible and, and Oracle cards are based off tarot, all different types of play on that original book, but it's a book of life. So that's why in tarot we'll get situations that represent other situations or and as a reader it's my job to read energetically the person that's in front of me or on the other side of the screen and actually physically read what the card says uh so that is something i never really saw myself doing for other people until actually i started going live (laughs) and then people wanted personal readings and i was like oh I wasn't going to offer this, but I, I, I guess now I'm ready to, if, if you guys want it. Um, and the decision to go live 
was actually an intuitively kind of divinely guided decision, which is funny, but my guide just told me one day, Hey, you should go live. You should go live on Instagram. I'm like, okay. So I did it. It was like in the middle of the day on a Monday and I did it repeatedly for a little while. And then that's when the interaction started coming and people started making requests and wanting to come regulars and, and all, and it just kind of spiraled and grew from there. So, um, yeah, my journey going live has been fun and I recommend it for anybody who has a little snippet of a service or an offer or who just wants to practice speaking in front of other people. It's really great. Yeah, I love it so much. I definitely think just the practice part, even just doing podcasts, it's like practice for me to hopefully one day I'll get hired and I'll be on this big stage. It's just yes. helping me, you know, get better at public speaking. There was a, an episode that, oh, I can't remember which episode of yours that I was listening to where you were encouraging people to just start and show up for their thing, regardless of other people were there to receive it. Because how could you show up and speak to a thousand people if you can't show up and speak for yourself? And that just, I loved that little piece in that podcast. Cause I'm like, that's the truth. She's spitting gems, guys. <laughs> like that's what it's about. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like if you can't show up just for yourself or maybe even like your best friend, how, you know, I think a lot of us have these big dreams of starting our YouTube or Instagram or becoming coaches. And we expect thousands and us to have like a million people follow us. But if you can't talk to one person, like there's no way you're going to fucking talk to like a million people on your mm-hmm. feed. Like you got to start small and then progress. Yeah, definitely. And you see that we see that with people who go, go viral overnight all of a sudden have this big following and it's like a match that fizzles out and they can't, they don't, they can't manage that much energy versus mm-hmm. the people who have that slow build. Like it's not as glamorous or as newsworthy, but they're still around a year later, two years later, capitalizing on that. It's because they're prepared. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm team slow build. It's not always easy and you know, but it's, it's steady. And I think that's important, especially in a time period in life right now, where a lot of things are all over the charts, like, keep it slow and steady just build your your foundation brick by brick and it'll come you know it'll come yeah and i love how you said like you going live like you know we started it not a lot of people were there but now like i have like my regulars and that's what it is like you start talking to no one and then eventually you do get your crowd but you can't get the crowd first unless you start Mm-hmm. Yeah. The crowd, you can't buy the crowd, right? Like you can't make people care or make people realize that you're around if you're not actually around. So yeah, yeah, it's important. What's the difference from tarot and like Oracle cards? Is there a difference? Uh, there's a, there is a difference. So all Oracle decks are based off of the original tarot deck, which is what we've come to know as the writer weight deck. And I would say like, if tarot has the persona of your no-nonsense auntie who's going to give you the message straight up and tell you to dump that loser. Oracle cards are like your gentle bestie who's like, hey, sweetie, like we know you care about him, but maybe let's see other people. Like it's the same message, but with a different delivery energy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people, especially newbies, like, and even not like I use Oracle cards on tarot, for example, um, tarot Monday nights, just because the message is printed on the card. And I think it's easier for me to deliver to a variety of people. I still give it to people, no nonsense, just because that's how spirit tends to speak through me. So I got to do what I got to do. 
But the message on the card for people who it's a little harder for them to resonate with that directness, I think they can still take something away from Oracle. Um, Oracles also usually have their own persona. So sometimes you'll find like the mermaid deck or the animal deck or the dolphin deck. And, and I think that's good for people who connect with different types of entities or different types of realms, they can find something that fits their belief system and their, their vibe. Um, but the actual 72 card tarot deck, that's like the original playing cards. Those are the original stories taken from the book of life. And all of those cards represent some phase or some stage, um, that you can interpret in different ways. Oracle will give you that, but it won't give you as much depth or clarity as the original tarot cards we do. Okay, that makes sense. It's yeah. just like straight, like AOSIS, like you can get your shit yeah. together to like, hey, baby girl, I think you might be doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> nice to have a mix of both because sometimes you're, you you get fed up with yourself and you're like, okay, let me go, let me pull out the tarot and let's just, just give it to me straight. And then sometimes, you know, as humans, we can be in vulnerable places or sensitive mm-hmm. places. So we need something a little bit softer where like, we're still open to the guidance. We just don't want to be like slapped across the cheek. <laughs> and that's when the Oracle cards are great. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Cause sometimes even meeting with my coach, like she'll say some blunt shit and I'm just like, I wasn't ready for like that realness right now. <laughs> I kind of want to take a step back. You talked about the universe kind of called you to go live. Mm -hmm. I think a lot because I've been having these urges or like nudges and really having my intuition talk to me and like Perry, like you got to do this. How do you get the universe to talk to you? I guess. Or how do you receive messages from the universe? Yeah. Oh, so I still, (laughs) even though I'm someone that does that for other people. I I still, I still want clarity on that answer, you know, myself, but what I can tell you that has helped is first and foremost, getting in control of your mental space. So like, think of your mind space or your mindset or your brain as like your room, right? How chaos and clutter is your room? Are there a bunch of clothes in there from the sixth grade? Do you have boxes in there from like old relationships and things that your parents randomly said one time? Is there stuff from college in there or is it neat and tidy? And do you have the essentials in there? And does it feel good when you enter the space, right? That's how you want your mental space to be because spirit will communicate in different ways. I'm sure maybe some of you have heard of the different clairs. So like clairaudience, which means clear hearing, clairsentience, clear feeling, uh, you know, your regular psychic, which is going to be like clear uh, intuition or clear sight, like third eyesight. And uh, spirit can send us these messages and signs all day. And they do. Your guides are always speaking to you just like mine are just like anybody else. Like I'm not special. But I've put in the practice and set the intention to clear up my mind space. So that way, when someone, something pops into my room, aka my brain, that I've made my bed and I wipe down the table and the chairs where it's supposed to be, when there's a, a pink bunny in the room, I know. Because I'm like, hey, I didn't leave that in my mind, mental space last time I was here in meditation or something. Like, what is this? I'm like, oh, and you start to understand the little, I hear spirits. Like when I'm on tarot, my guides will tell me things, kind of like how me and you are chatting. Like if I were to say something in my head, like, oh, I really like Perry's top right now, I'll get a thought. But because I'm in channeling mode, I will know that I didn't think that thought. I received that thought. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like when you get a text message and it pops in with a notification, I'm getting little notifications as I'm reading people's tarot. So sometimes you'll see me and I'll stop for a minute and get quiet or I'll ask someone, Hey, give me a second. 
because I'm trying to sort out what's my thought and what they're telling me, or I'm talking to them. I'm like, can I, can you give me more information? Can you show me something to describe to this person? And then I'll get a picture. So that instead of, oh, I like Perry's top, they'll say no. And then they'll, they'll send me a, a picture of Perry in a different top or something specific. And then I'll start to describe that. And maybe you've seen a little bit of tarot on tarot when that's happening. Um, People, meditation is a great place to start. Just clearing out that mental space, clearing out your bedroom, having your inner state be a place that you enjoy spending time, right? Like spend time with yourself, get to know that person. So we can be, you know, on the corner all day saying, give me a sign. But if you're going to miss it because you're you're in your phone or, you know, you're, you're thinking about a million other things or you're worrying all the time, it's very hard to start to pick up those nuggets that the universe is sending. So it's a little different when I'm reading for other people. I feel like I'm much more clear, but that's because it's my gift and it's my purpose. And so when I'm showing up and serving spirits like, yes, and it's like amped up. But then when it's for yeah. me at home, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not usually as clear. Um, but I know that if I'm journaling regularly, getting my thoughts out, emptying things onto the page, I'd have less clutter in my mind obviously meditation when I can get quiet and that's when I sort through my thoughts. So like in the morning, I feel like I have a lot of, we'll just say like, we'll call them emails, like thoughts from the night and the day before and lots of notifications. I'll spend the first 15 minutes of my day clearing out those notifications. So then over the course of my day, as I'm doing things and I'm more present, when my spirit guides are sending me notifications and they're popping in, I'm like, oh, I was a thing from spirit. Oh, uh, was that me? Was that spirit? Mm, not sure, but they'll show me again if it is them, you know, and I'll continue on. So it's e different for each person, but uh, physical tools can help like that a lot. You know, if you're working with the tarot, I think you'll start to understand the messages that are coming through. Or if you're working with meditation, you'll start to understand or even yoga, right? That mind body connection, starting with the physical practices can help get you into a receptive place and clear out your worry and your ch chatter then you can start receiving things more clearly without doubting it. Because I think that's the big thing. People are already so receptive and they know what they need to do, but they're doubting it <laughs> mm. or they're questioning it. And then they can't act or then they can't receive more insight because they're stuck in that place. So I don't know. Has that, is that something that you've experienced so far as you're, yeah, I love that answer. Same. I definitely, I love the analogy of like your brain, like your room. Like, yeah. do you, it's so funny because today I threw away all my clothes I had from high school. Oh. I was like, I don't need all these. Like, why do I have clothes from high school in my yeah. room, in my closet? So I actually did that today. But just, you know, realizing that your brain is your room. And if you have clutter, it's hard for you to find things. Like, mm -hmm. funny story, I actually lost my Apple Watch last Saturday. Couldn't find it at all. Turns out it was in my closet. My closet was a mess. Oh. Like, I needed to clean up my closet clean up my mind before I was able to find my apple water you know find the message from the universe so I mm -hmm. love that so much meditation has helped me so much like just being able to just even just driving to work and not having the radio on and just being silent with myself I feel like is amazing but actually like doing a guided meditation too was amazing and I've realized I've released so so many like un just limiting beliefs that I had. I actually I finally did my forgiveness meditation. I literally yeah. cried like oh, good. The meditation. Cleared out, yeah, girl. but I like I needed, you know, to get it out so I can, you know, have better messages so my heart can 
be filled with something else instead of like hate and resentment, like actually have it be filled with so much love that meditation has really helped me stay grounded and journaling because I, I love the, you know, notifications that you get. And sometimes you need to like write down all your notifications, your to-do list, all like the bullshit that you've been handling for the, you know, past couple of days, weeks, whatever it is for you to be like, you know what, it's finally out of my mind. You know, my mind is finally clean. And so you're able to receive, you know, the message from the universe or angels or spirits, whoever, you know, want to talk to hundred mm-hmm. percent. I just want to take a moment and say, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you are listening for the very first time, or if you are OG listener, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting me. If you've gotten any inspiration, motivation, if this podcast has helped you take action toward your goals, toward your dreams, it would mean so much to me if you left a review. Every review is an opportunity for us to rank so we can reach a larger party squad helping other partiers do the damn thing. So please leave a five-star review today or maybe share on your story. Tell a friend, honestly, let's get the word out about the podcast. It would mean so much to me. And I know that there is someone who needs to hear the message that you can fucking party and also be productive. So thank you so much for listening. It truly, truly means so much. And I just want to say that I love you and I'm so proud of you. And let's get back into the episode. Yeah. And I think it's helpful too, as you start to practice writing things down or kind of like emptying out your mind, everything seems important, right? That's how anxiety gets built in the first place. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. Like I'm overwhelmed, right? Getting that out onto the page or, you know, taking time to sort through it in your mental state, then you'll know if something truly is important or truly is divinely guided, if it pops up again, after you already emptied it out, then now it's time to take a look and go, okay, like what's here. And that practice, it does take time. Some of this might not resonate with your listeners. They might be thinking like, what is happening? <laughs> but if, this, if but if it does resonate, just, just trust that process, be patient with yourself and try not to have any expectations because there is like, I was mentioning earlier with fitness, that not being linear spirituality and your journey and path and growth there is also not linear. And it's going to look completely different than what Perry's journey looks like or what my journey looks like. And that's okay. But just know that all journeys are valid. And if you mm-hmm. feel like you're showing up and you're doing the work and something's working for you then just keep taking the steps and it, mm-hmm. it will present itself. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Even to just like asking the universe, like the other day, I was like, you know what, universe, like give me a sign and just speaking out loud and just like asking for it. I think a lot of us are looking for answers, but we don't ask for mm-hmm. it. So make sure that you ask, you know, declare what you're looking for so you can receive that. That's a big one too. I struggle with that sometimes just asking, like I'll say things or I want things or I'll think of things, but it's like, you got to actually ask. <laughs> Because how how are how are your guides supposed to know which things you're just thinking about and which things you really do need assistance with? You know, like they can't uh, overstep your free will. So until you open up that door and invite in them as guests and as people who can help and assist energetically, they're just watching on the sidelines cheering for you, which is good. But like they could do a little more if if we allow. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about your journey. You said that you're like a server. What made you want to become like an online business owner? What happened with all that? Oh man, I I told so many, like jack of all trades, so many (laughs) lifetimes I've lived. Um, So 
I, most of my professional experience career, I guess you could say is in the hospitality industry was in the hospitality industry. Uh, and I was in it for about eight years or so. Um, but at that, that time, the spiritual awakening time, I was a server at a very high end restaurant routinely serving like high end power execs and very wealthy people, the businessmen, like, you know, lots of interactions there, lots of money, but lots of, um, the environment I was serving in was very hostile, very hostile. Mm. I worked for a racist boss, just calling it what it is. <laughs> um, and, and putting up with a lot of things that just weren't me. Uh, but I didn't realize that cause I hadn't come to know the totality of myself yet. Like I was still a baby in that sense. So I was putting up with a lot. I was very drained, but, um, I really liked what I did. I liked serving. I liked hosting little parties, love getting to meet people. I'm kind of an entertainer. And if you follow me online or have caught any of my stuff, I think you'll start to see that a little bit. And so that job was great for that. Um, but during that time I started modeling, which was so fun and something I, I don't wish I had done it earlier on, but I wish I had been doing it for longer just because it's something when I found it, it just clicked. And I was like, wait, I love this. I love being on camera and dressing up mm -hmm. and finding new ways to move my body and co-collaborating with photographers and being on set, like all of it. I loved all of it. And so that was something I was doing pretty casually. Um, but it gave me my experience in building social media and using social media as a tool and not just for personal use. And so I made a lot of connections that way, booked a lot of gigs that way. And was kind of just doing both until I figured out what my next move was going to be. And then on the work front, I left the toxic restaurant, went to a better feeling, better running, but just a better place, uh, quickly became a manager because they actually weren't trying to hold back my potential. And they're like, we see you. You're great. Can you please help? <laughs> so then I started managing and serving there. And I knew that I didn't want to be in that industry. And I think taking a step forward in the career kind of freaked me out. Cause I was like, all right, if I'm here, I might as well get the most experience I can, but shit, I actually taking this step forward. I realized I don't want this life. Like I don't want this mm -hmm. life. I like it for what it is, but I'm not trying to like have this happen to me. Like I kind of just felt like I was moving with the momentum. So, um, shortly after that COVID happened 2020, all of us got fired overnight, literally. And I was like, wait, this isn't so bad. I mean, it kind of sucks, but it's not so bad. Like it's just giving me a pause, sacred pause, just like a lot of us had at home, no distractions. Like what is it that I want to do? Uh, so I took a virtual assisting, of course, and I was assisting people online, new business owners who hadn't been online before because of COVID and now they had to go online. I was helping them manage things, organize their structures, get on social media. And I would make these like beautiful social media game plans and strategies, with the hashtags and all the things. And they wouldn't do it. And I'm like, hey, Jenny, hun. So I saw that you're supposed to post like you didn't for like three weeks, like what's happening. And time like like three clients in a row were like, I just don't know how to show up on camera. I just don't want to be. And they're having this resistance with like showing their face mm -hmm. and being like on. And for me, that's second nature. So I was like, oh, so as I started helping them, I realized, oh, this is a, like, I'm, I'm coaching you. I'm a coach. <laughs> like I was trying to find my groove. And, and so over the course of like six months, eight months, as I was doing that, I pivoted from virtual assistant to coach because that's what they needed from me. And then in that time I was doing my own coaching and investing in myself and my growth. 
And that's when I kind of pivoted again to like, I can really help coach people and growing their confidence and showing up online because that's where so many good things can stem from. But a lot of people have that I'm nervous in front of the camera block. And so it doesn't need to be that way. So that's uh, where I've landed and where I'm at right now, along with my 27 other things. But <laughs> that's um, that that's what that journey looks like. And so it being a confidence coach for people online has really blended all the things I'm about, the entertainer part of me, the part of me that likes to just be on camera and be online, but also that can perform and show up, but also can speak and can plan and do the social media thing. So it's been great to kind of mix and mend all these things together and make it an offer. Um, that's mm-hmm. flexibility you get as a business owner, which is nice, but it's also been, I feel like challenging to get people to understand that that's what they get when they work with me with a sprinkle of spirituality. Cause they can't not. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I admire about you, Perry, is that you've blended those two so well, like I clearly get that you're a raver and you love EDM and you're in the scene, but that you also know your shit when it comes to coaching and mindset work. And that if I were to work with you as a client, like that's what I would be getting. And so we could talk about branding another time, but I just had to add (laughs) that because people don't realize how much goes into it and what as a business owner, you're having to consider when you craft that online face Mm -hmm. or persona, you know? Uh, thank you so much for that because I feel like I've been so fucking confused. I'm like, I know. So thank you. Thank you. That means so much in the same way. So I have my degree in healthcare administration. I got a job as a receptionist. Anyone could be a receptionist. Didn't need my degree for this. Finally got promoted during the pandemic. I'm super blessed. I worked during the whole pandemic, but working in healthcare during the pandemic was just no longer fun for me. Like Mm -hmm. as a company, we were just canceling appointments and then getting backlash from patients. It was just a hot mess. It was a hot Mm -hmm. mess for like a year and a half. And then realizing just being a content creator and I'm super blessed with my party squad and I've built a pretty large audience. I love to say that it's small, but mighty. Definitely. But just realize like, I think I could like teach people how to, you know, grow their online brand and then starting to take students. And I would tell them exactly what you need to do. But then again, they wouldn't do it. And I realized it wasn't an action problem. It was a thought problem. It was their mindset Mm. that was holding them back. Because I could tell them exactly what to do. Like, this is how you grow. And they have the actions. They have the roadmap. But their thoughts was what was holding them back. And that's like, you know, what? I really want to dig deeper more about mindset coaching, you know, learn more about mindset and how the brain works, because you can tell people what to do, but they won't do it because they have fear about them showing up or, you know, people aren't going to like their content and they just have all this fear of what people are going to think about them at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that, I mean, it always comes up, but I think the more that you do it, you realize that it doesn't matter. And everyone's just thinking about themselves, not in a good or a bad way, Mm -hmm. just in a true way. And as a content creator, there is a part of you that's actually fighting to pull that attention, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what all these apps are, are built to do. They want to pull your attention and siphon it away so that you're on the app longer, so that you can see more ads, so that you can buy more stuff, right? And so as a content creator, it's like you got to fight, you know, fight, fight the man to like get mm-hmm. him out of the way so you can have your spot in between two ads and then really deliver, but in a way that's going to connect with the person that's ready to receive it because... 
you know, not everybody is here for that message, um, but you, you're not here for everyone. So that's great. Mm -hmm. And what I tell my clients, it's like, look, like you don't need to connect with everybody like Joe, Susie, and Harry, you just need to connect with the person that needs what you have to offer. So how can you wave your freak flag a little bit? And they hate when I say that, but I'm like, no, get weird, get unique, get memorable because mm -hmm. you're fighting for time between a dog ad and a lady with three cats who were like doing handstands or whatever. I said, so you got to be like, like really be yourself because that's the only way that you're going to be able to differentiate you from like everybody kind of doing what they think other people want to see, you know, and that's not memorable or really serving anyone. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Any tips for just like creating content? Because I know that you also kind of do the online space and being a content creator. Any tips that you can give? Uh, I mean, it depends on your reason for creating content. That's where I start with my people. I'm like, well, what's your why? You know, because I, I'm going to guide you and coach you differently. Like, do you want to grow? Do you want to connect? Do you want to uh, engage? Right. Do you want to sell something? But I can tell you the foundational tools that have helped me is for sure having a plan, just like we were talking about earlier, like a content plan or at least like a, an outline of when you want to post and be consistent because it's, I think people are under the misconception that you have to post a lot, four reels a day plus six videos a week and, and, and post a, a photo to the feet. It's like, no, you just need to be consistent. So if you can only post Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2 p.m., then do that because mm -hmm. now you're teaching the algorithm and that's when you're going to be on. So when your majority of your audience is on, they know to show your stuff around 2 PM at that time. So that having that plan is great. Cause now you have built that foundation. You're like, okay, well, if I'm posting three times a week, now I need three pieces of content. What is that going to be? I'm a big fan of batching content, carving out a couple days to like really get a bunch of photos, make a bunch of reels, whatever your magic content type happens to be. So then you can plan things out and have your content work for you and not feel like you're constantly on the hamster wheel. Cause that's how mm -hmm. us creators get burnt out, you know? And there are times that you're working harder or more consistently or whatever than others, but at the very least it's like, all right, I know I have to get my three posts ready and then ask yourself, well, what's my reasoning for this? Do I want to connect with this post? Am I trying to sell with this post or is this just a filler feed post? And I'm not attached to the numbers, you know, and deciding that so that way you don't have to get on your own case about it meaning so much. Because I think as creators, it's like mm. a little piece of our art is what gets posted every day. <laughs> and it's stressful, but it doesn't have to be. It's like, look, you, you want that overall impression. You want to show up consistently, have the right people find you and trust you and eventually buy from you or work with you or whatever the intention is. And other than that, like do your best to have fun because no one wants to do something consistently indefinitely if they're not getting anything out of it. So find a way to make it fun. Last tip. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I love that. I always start to the why with everything. Like, why do you want to do this? And I think having two whys, one for yourself and for other people, because when you're thinking about yourself, like, oh, I just want 100K, or I just want all these like YouTube subscribers when things get fucking real and things get hard, you're not going to show up for yourself, but mm -hmm. you will show up for other people. That's something that I've been doing recently, like creating content, creating podcasts. Like this isn't even about me anymore. Like this is about my audience and that's what makes me show up. If it was about me, 
y'all, I don't think we would be on 70 episodes. <laughs> I don't That's think we would have done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. So even like posting content, like if it was for me, like I would be in bed, like watching Netflix. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, um, it's important and it's not something that people, I think consider initially it's easy to go for the vanity metrics, right. Or the, or they'll think that a certain amount of followers equals to a certain dollar amount, which could Mm -hmm. not be further from the truth. They're content creators killing it at 5k making Mm -hmm. six figures. And then there are people who have a million plus and don't know how to monetize. So that's why I said like the numbers are kind of a good indicator, but really what should be a good indicator of the people that you're connecting with and how you're feeling as you're putting and making content out. Cause it, it translates, it translates yeah, video, audio, exactly. And so having that be authentic and consistent is going to matter way more in the long run than something that went viral. Like that, that's, that's cool, <laughs> but it, it's not, it doesn't really carry the same weight. I think that people think it does. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you'll go viral, and it'll, you'll have that high for five minutes, mm-hmm. and then just be on to the next. <laughs> yeah, social media is good. I give you a quick high, girl. Hundred percent. Is there any last minute advice or tips that you would like to give to the party squad? Ooh, um, last minute advice or tips? You know that thing that that thing that you can't stop thinking about the thing that you see other people doing and you roll your eyes and you think you could do it better, do that thing. We're waiting for you to do that thing. Like that is what the world needs. And it doesn't matter if if you have to start from scratch or if you're using your iPhone for your entire production, like more people in their lane putting out what they want to put out and, and advocating for themselves and staying true to themselves, I really do think is what's going to shift the world energetically into where we need it to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the more that people can just kind of take that chance on themselves and just start the thing, the better it's going to be. And it doesn't have to have a bunch of pressure. You don't have to have all the steps laid out. Just take the next step. So if there's something that you want to do, or even if it's just something you want to explore, like we're talking about our hobbies earlier, tarot for me just started out as something for me to help me understand myself, myself. And now it's blossomed into this thing. So I think the more that we can be a little more lax and not judging ourselves on our interests and and trying to make it make sense, (laughs) the more fulfilled we'll end up feeling. And those things can turn around and end up serving in a bigger way. So that's my last little two cents for the party squad. I love that so much. I totally agree. Just no pressure. Like if you want to do it, go fucking do it. Like we're all here for you. We're all like rooting for you. Like, I am waiting for you to do what you need to do because I'm so down to support you. Like when you dropped your podcast, I was like, let's fucking go. Like I need to have her on my podcast. Like you never know who's watching you to help, you know, promote you more and help Mm -hmm. you grow your brand a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important too, to remember. There's been a lot of people who have been very supportive that I was so surprised by, or that have reached out and messaged me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you just, you never know. You know, I've had people buy packages with me or work with me that never commented on anything I posted. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I said, like, don't let the numbers fool you. Like it's out there and, and your, your, your tribe is waiting for you, but you have to show up and like put out your sandwich board and wave your hot dog on a stick going, (laughs) Hey, 
this is where we're meeting tonight at 6 yeah. p.m <laughs> yeah i love that i want to talk about your podcast so okay. tell the audience yeah. about your podcast what's about give them the goods so my podcast is called behind the scenes with sav and the premise of the show is that it is a lifestyle podcast for creatives and i aim to give them a behind the scenes look into a bunch of different topics so Uh, We have a weekly episode that varies. I talk about thrifting. I've talked about being an entrepreneur. I've talked about um, eco-villages with uh, eco-village specialists. And then on Fridays, I have a mini series called Festival Fridays. So my podcast goes live twice a week, but Festival Fridays is near and dear to my heart because I'm just like lit up by festivals right now. If anyone's listening and they know anything about human design, I'm a generator. So anytime I... Are you really? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So the fact that festivals are lighting me up, like I'm an energizer bunny and I just can't stop. Like I am so into this right now. So I'm like, let's go. Like, let's continue to share about what it is that's bringing me so much joy, what I wish people could experience, my take on the things I experience, because I think that's valuable too. Um, and it's it's just a place where I want people to be able to, to expand their mind and kind of consider different perspectives and really get uh, a look into something that isn't normally shown on social media because social media has a lot of filters and a lot of edits and a lot of, you know, smoke and mirrors. And mm-hmm. so I hope to give a little bit of realness to some of these things so that people can see that, you know, not everything is cracked up to be like <laughs> in the same way um, and that there's room for all of us to play and to thrive. So, yes. And I love your podcast. I love how honest you are and no bullshit. Like I just been loving all your episodes. I wish I would have batched episodes when I first launched my podcast. I was like fucking genius. I love I get a binge like four or five episodes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I guess batch, but then don't get stuck in the batching. So that's what Mm -hmm. I did. I was just batching it up, feeling so accomplished. And it was like two months went by. I'm like, Savannah, we told ourselves we were going to build 10 episodes and then launch like what are you doing? And so I kind of just had to press the red button emergency exit, like, okay, we're launching on this date and then kind of go from there. Um, but batching was helpful because I got to find my own flow as a podcaster. Cause it's, it's interesting when you're having a conversation with yourself and kind of figuring that out. And so anyone's listening, that's interested in that. I definitely recommend that you don't need expensive equipment. Um, but definitely carve out the time to find your flow. So that way it's natural when you, finally upload your episodes and you know that transition isn't as scary (laughs) yeah 100 i have one more question for you i'm excited to hear your answer this is a question i ask all the guests what does productivity needs party mean to you how are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done oh i love this question i've heard it on your previous episodes (laughs) i'm so jazzed Uh, so first and foremost, how do I get all my stuff done? I, all of that start, I can't party or be be productive if I'm not taking care of myself. If my health and my Mm. well-being is not where it needs to be, no one's going to a party girl. Okay. (laughs) And I'm definitely not getting up to show up for my 87 things on my list. So the wellness and the, the health are a top tier priority for me. And then everything else fits around that. And I wish that's something I learned earlier because I ran myself into the ground a few times for other people, for other people's businesses, for other people's priorities. And that train just doesn't move for very long. So the more that I prioritize my fitness, how I'm eating, my mental state with all of my spiritual practices, the more I can party, girl. Now I'm like turning into a festival account. It's like, wow, who would have thought? (laughs) 
who would have thought this would be <laughs> I'm like, but you have to, you know, keep your stamina up if you want to dance for three days in a row, 12 hours a day, like mm-hmm. it matters. So um, that would be my tip to the party squad. Don't cut the slack on taking care of yourself. Don't let anybody talk you out of drinking a little hydration stick or doing a little stretch in the morning, like take care of you, boo. And you'll be able to party and be more productive for like years to come. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Yeah. Take care of yourself, your physical, mental health. So you're able to have energy, you know, raise your vibrations. So you're able to party and, you know, be productive. Like dude, right now I'm oh, after this, I'm going to a rave, but this, I'm so glad I woke up this morning. I read, I meditated, you know, and I was able to create content and coach someone and do like our podcast swap and I'm gonna fucking party after this like yes. and I'm not exhausted I'm just like so ready for the next thing so mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that yes drop your socials where can everyone find you yes so I'm uh at Savannah Ishara across all platforms I'm sure we'll have it here in the show notes or yes, somewhere yes. for you to find <laughs> Um, and the podcast of course is called behind the scenes with Sav. It's streaming anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll be able to have that. And if you want to check out my website, my offers, all that good stuff, it's just savannahishara.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much, girl. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks party squad. When productivity meets party, 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 party.